White Castle, six packs, ribs, four racks, extra cheese, I'll take that. Might fuck around, have some Chick-fil-A, eat whatever I want, it's Darren Strong's epic cheat day. Tune in and hear what I have to say, you're listening to Epic Cheat Day. With your host, Derek Strong. Guys, welcome to another episode of the Epic Cheat Day podcast. This is the beginning of part two. Pratik Srivastava, uh, we're going to come in here and we're going we're gonna to finish this up. But you know what? When you actually listen to this episode, it's going to already be going on. Why? Because you know what? We already recorded that part. We just took it. We split into two. I'm recording a new intro because uh, this is the pro move to do. This is part two, episode number 50 of the Epic Cheat Day podcast with Pratik Srivastava. <laughs> I can't believe I li- I've, I stuttered on my words for that. And you know what? I'm recording all of this, but you know what? People are going to enjoy it. Check it out. So let's uh, let's dive back into food. Okay, so you and I have had some pretty fucking epic cheat days together. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. La- and can you t- explain bang bang? I think we have to explain I was that. just going to say, so me and Pratik did what's called a triple bang, which we kind of, I don't think we invented it, but we probably shouldn't have done it. I just, wow. I just realized the name, look at the name of that company. Perginex. Perginex. Yeah, that's basically what this is right now. We're de- we're dealing with a Perginex right now. The Perginex. Yeah, the name san- of the the name of the sanitizing wipes is Our from Pergin- the brand Perginex. Yeah, that's basically this, that's the next pur- purge is going to be just fucking diseases and people yeah. beating the fuck out of each other. Uh, yeah, bang bang. For those that don't know, is literally you, you eat at one spot and then you go to another spot and eat it. Not that complicated, right? Yeah, we did triple bang. Yeah, we ate at three spots three in spots one night. In one uh, night. And the first uh, where one do we start of uh, the greasy, sp- whatever the grease. Again, I don't even think this place has a name. I think I it just it just was open for us. It's a fiction of figment yeah, of our figment imagination. Yeah. There's a grill around the corner from Kedzie Inn right on Irving. Right after doing Comedy yeah. Tub where you killed at Comedy Tub. You know? Thank you. Thank you. It was yeah. a fun show. Yeah. Uh, we uh, we go up there and it's a uh, it's one of those places that's open up there's one guy there's one guy manning a grill nobody ser- else. nobody else serving you the food right at the counter it's a, that, that like counter diner kind of place there's a few of them here in chicago and they basically they have like you know it's just like you get tacos burritos but breakfast stuff and burgers and hot dogs yeah that's, yeah. that's what i love it's like a variety you get taco burritos and then breakfast yeah. stuff so me and, and Pratik, glass, of course, of yeah. course, and Pratik and I get, uh, you know, uh, an assortment of breakfast things. We both got it's a, a side order of ham each. Yeah. <laughs> ham side order of ham. As of in, ham. that's not the meal. No, no, that's the extra. Like my meal already had two other meats. I was like, no, fuck the it. Ham we could be the meat. sanitizing wipes for the meal. Yeah, was, exactly. Yeah. So and then I asked her because I saw burritos. So I go, hey, do they have salsa verde? So we got salsa verde to, to put, put on, on your ham because I'm yeah. a fucking animal. Exactly. And you would think that and we were done too. there. It was good for the eggs. It's too. good for the eggs. Well, salsa verde and it's eggs. Good for eggs. Just, yeah, yeah, it's good. We basically co- concocted a huevos rancheros. A huevos rancheros at a greasy diner, which, by the way, for two people eating Oof. as much as we did, it was Oof. what? Even with tip, I think it was like 28 bucks, still, which like, nowadays oh is unbelievable. Wonderful. Yeah. Right? Bang for your buck, you know? Then we decided, do you want to tell them what we did next? So then I was like, because, you know, and this is, again, a thing we have not touched on yet. But Which I'm it. shocked. I, they, we've gone, let me check. We've gone an hour and 15 minutes of talking. Yeah. And 
in our casual conversations, we don't go this long without bringing it up. But do you want to say what we did next? We went to 7-Eleven to have buffalo chicken rollers. We both have comedy bits about buffalo chicken rollers. And I know there are comics like, did somebody steal someone? No. No, we discussed this. Yeah, we discussed this. And also, didn't I introduce you to rollers too? Pratik is the reason why my colon is still digesting (laughs) buffalo chicken rollers I ate last year. Yeah, and we both do bits of them, which are fine. We talk about it. And and for anyone who thinks, oh, he's doing it, no. We discussed this. Oh, and we we go out of our way. Like I like if you do it during your set, I'm going to do it during mine, and vice versa. Yeah, We're making we sure yeah. we call it back. Yeah, it's perfect. but so those who don't know what it is. It's just like a you. It's it looks like a cigar, basically. Yeah, but it's literally made of like nugget, chickeny, fake rubber meat, bullshit. rubber meat. And I'll let you, you guys figure out our yeah yeah. Our, our bits describe what they are, but it's like it's on the roller at the Seven Eleven. Yeah, you know? and what I didn't know that, but Pratik told me this, and like it it's never. You never would know this because of just how, uh, you know, roller science works, yeah. roller heating science works, roller but heating there's, science technology. There's there's both there's blue cheese in the middle. Yes, They're, they pipe it in the middle of this fucking Frankenstein meat. But like you'll it's never see it. Yeah. Dick, basically. That's yeah, what the yeah, fuck yeah. it is. It's a hot pocket dick. It's got congealed cheese on the inside. So when you bite into it, it's kind of gooey. Yeah. At one point. Yeah. But, like, you wouldn't know that it's there unless no. he told you. You just think it's just part of the mass. And those freezer burn, too. You got to get yeah. that tinny freezer burn. I, I don't like it if it's too fresh. If it's if it's just like this is a fresh roller without freezer burn and it's crispy and it has almost a chicken-like te- texture. That's not how I like my yeah. roller. I like my roller 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, okay? buddy. It's been on the roller for too long. I, f- I feel like every time I've had it, the roller stopped at some point because one side is harder, not yeah. crispier, harder than the other. Yeah. Okay? I want hardness. The that you the want ends, everything. Yeah, yeah. I want, I, I, I want it to be the rubberiest, hardest, freezer burned as flavor. Because freezer burned is how they're supposed to taste. They're supposed to taste that way, yeah. Because yeah. they've been sitting there all day. They've been baking in their own juices. Exactly. Which it's kind of stuffy in here. We're going to be baking in our own juices, too. Exactly. We're going to taste like freezer burned oh, and hard baby, rubber yeah. meat. Yeah, let's put, put us on a roll. Uh, and it comes, and then it comes with buff, uh, the buffalo ranch on the side. No, I don't do no. I don't do sauce. No, no, you do them. You do. And I get them. I start with the three. You know what the three. sauce is? Your tears. Your tears and That's, your sadness. And no, the sauce is, is when you go home and you jerk off and use the lube. And, and you only lube. Only wow, lube. people are calling. It's like it's like people know that I'm doing the Epic Cheat Day podcast. And they got to call Anniversary you. 50. Is it an anniversary episode? It's the 50th anniversary, 50th, baby. 50th episode. Love you, buddy. There it is. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lasted 50 episodes 50 of this fucking episodes, thing. 50 episodes, baby. Fuck anybody who didn't think. Fuck the haters, Derek. Yeah, you exactly. All three of my don't listeners. All, I'm sorry. All eight between 80 and 90 of my listeners. Shout out to France. Shout out to everybody. It's officially the to 50th France. anniversary. It's France. Parlez-vous anglais. Boo, baby. That's get, right. some, get some snails and put them in the buffalo chicken rollers. In I France. would, dude. If 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 they have escargot rollers in France, escargot rollers. Wait, how do you how do you say Seven Eleven in France? I am getting down on them escargot rollers. It better be. Baby. It better be three for whatever the three, uh, yeah three for three francs. You three know, for, what I mean? three for three francs, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Not even euros. We're going francs. francs. Yeah. By the way, like, like I'm curious, like they still have francs in Europe, right? I think so. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I know they're part of the European Union. Yeah. They have the euro. I'm there, not Paul like, Krugman. <laughs> I don't know the world economy. I'm not Robert Reich, but you know, we we know what's up. That's we know it's up. But, uh, okay, that's the principle behind it. When I go to my 7-Elevens, 
I ask, is it three? For, basically, I want each roller to cost a dollar. A dollar. And like at 7-Eleven, like with other places, the real steal at 7-Eleven when they have the sales five for four. Five for four. Wonderful deal. Which, by the way, if you get, and by the way, that's five for four for all their roller food. Pratik does mess with the taquitos. I do mess to with the his credit, occasionally. occasionally. But like me, I, I, if I'm doing the roller food, I'm doing I'm doing rollers. What I did once, Pratik, and yeah. you're going to like this yeah. innovation. I took, yeah. I took one of these buffalo chicken rollers, and I was just like, you know, they have the self-serve buns there for the hot yes. dogs. I put the roller on the hot dog bun. I put cheese and chili. I had a chili cheese buffalo chicken roller dog. And, uh, yeah, I don't know how I'm not dead right now, but it's fucking that. That is your colon dropping out of your body. <laughs> <laughs> You know how when you get smallpox and your asshole falls out, that's what happened to me with this. So. Oh yeah, when you get, when you get that colonoscopy, it's gonna be like it's, you, it's gonna be like dude, it's this gonna is... look like the end of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Just <laughs> all the insanity coming. Yep. Out. It's gonna, David Lynch is gonna direct your colonoscopy. I guarantee you he's gonna be like this. I don't know how gold <laughs> forges itself in your asshole, but uh, well, yeah, uh, but that's awesome. I might have to try. maybe for the hundredth episode we'll do we'll do we'll, we'll just do that. yeah. I want a bouquet of yeah. uh, a <laughs> buffalo chicken roller. They don't give you flowers. They give you like the fucking just rollers one by one. Well, you need to get sponsored by them. Sponsored? I want. I knew. I want so many sponsorship deals. Well, this, this this episode is unofficially sponsored by rollers. By rollers, yeah. By yeah, rollers. If I I will say if I do a taquito, then I can't do like it has to be separate. If I do taquitos, but when I get rollers, I want all rollers. I want all rollers. All yeah. rollers, yeah, like an animal. No sauce. No fuck sauce you. because yeah, exactly. Yeah, fuck sauce. If you if you get buffalo chicken rollers with sauce, you've missed the entire point of buffalo and chicken you rollers. Will eat the, you don't get home and eat them. You eat on them on the, the way. way to wherever what? you're going. Wherever you're going, you don't. I'm gonna eat it at home. Like a, it's a not a civilized food. No. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't even bring the boxes you got them in home. That should be thrown out on the, the either I the mean, receptacle or just throw it in, you know, just your face and eat that. L- listen to this man. Yeah. He knows what he's talking about because if you bring that, th- that stench is never leaving your house. I, it's always going to be faintly in the background, so my, you can't bring it home So with you. everybody's like, how did you start eating the rollers? I had a college roommate that, eat, that used to eat the buffalo rolls. He, though, Derek... Would bring them home and he would microwave them the next uh, day. Well, we're going. That brings us back we're to the bang origins. bang. We're giving origins of this, yeah. To so, the triple bang. So the triple bang. So then that's what happened. Is a microwave roller, Ugh, right? But then to bring it back to the triple bang, we go to Seven Eleven and we ask for the buffalo chicken rollers because there were none on the on the, on the rollers on the window in the window aisle. We ask the employee, and we have to say shout out to that employee, I, dude. He served us off menu items at Seven Eleven. We got yeah. off menu because he's like, yeah, I can put them in the microwave, and we said yes because yeah. we were fucking animals. That yeah, day. yeah. Sometimes you need that. I'm not saying I'm gonna do this every day. No, but sometimes on a day you gotta go to a greasy spoon diner and eat ham with salsa verde and eggs and a full meal and hash browns too, and then go. You know what? I need. Buffalo rollers from a microwave. From a microwave. And by the way, buffalo rollers are not designed to be put in the, the microwave. microwave. No. You want they freezer don't. burn? Ooh. Yeah. Like, you you, you are going to get flavors on this fucking thing that don't exist in nature. Like, your palate has no idea what's happening. NASA is going to do cultures off of that microwave mm. to see what radiation and yeah. plate titanics were used for that fucking thing. The lava I, core is in that fucking microwave. I think that that... 
Seven Eleven isn't there anymore because whatever grew, whatever spore grew in the microwave uh, yeah. took it over. The blob that ate rollers from Seven Eleven yeah. annihilated. <laughs> so it just took over the the block right that, now. That employee now works for the Merchant Marines. He had he to has get away it. from civilization. He's just like, dude, I've seen it all. And I've like, seen it all. I the do, horror. I, I he, feel he's, so he's bad. Martin Sheen and fucking Apocalypse now. <laughs> he has PTSD from that shit. It's fucking wild. Yeah, oh, he, yeah. Literally, and then and here's the best part. Then he's like, and I'm like, is it three for three? He's like, it doesn't matter. But like, he didn't even he care. Didn't care. At that point. He didn't care. He was almost like, just take it and leave. <laughs> like, leave fatties. Like, yeah, this leave is. Leave. Get out of here. You're not getting anything else, though. You yeah. don't get to buy anything else. Yeah, exactly. Don't even browse. Just, close, even, just, just hold your head down in shame like you're supposed he, to. He, it was like a petting zoo, like, just feeding us the buffalo <laughs> chicken rolls. It was pathetic. It was. And then I was like, oh, can I use my points? I still want those 7-Eleven oh, points. Dude, how many points do you have right now, 7-Eleven? Oh, yeah. I I'm, have, mine are stockpiled. I got, like, 4,700. I thought so here's the thing. Here's the pandemic. The, this this is the pandemic exclusive. I thought because I didn't use my points during the yeah. pandemic, it wasn't for a while. I was trying to get the points back. They were like no fresh accounts. So then when I finally re-registered, I thought I lost all my 400 points. I didn't lose my points. I got my points back. I got 899 points now at 7-Eleven. Wow, they, you have 890. Dude, I have 4,700. <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. See, we, we know whose dick is bigger. Literally, <laughs> 4,700. Well, what are you saving up for? What's like the big thing you're going to get? Oh, you, no. Here's the reason why what I haven't do? spent them yeah. uh, is because like for like I so I had to re-download the app for whatever reason. I forgot yeah. what. And like I forgot all my login information, so I never bothered logging <laughs> yeah. back in. So that's why I'm just gonna stockpile. At one point, and guys, this is a very true story. It's a very sad thing. I had twenty seven thousand. Ooh, baby! And this was because they were running a promotion where I mean, it's not like most of them was. Promo- yeah. So they had a promotion where if you if you bought there, and I would eat my breakfast every morning from Seven Eleven because right next to CVS where I was working. Yeah. So. uh the reason why at twenty seven thousand was they had a watch. They had this uh, promotion where if you if you bought something every day for like twenty seven days of thirty days within a month, they give you twenty thousand points. So I was just like, okay. I was just like, I'm gonna be doing this anyway. You're gonna be doing that promotion anyway. You live that promotion. So yeah, twenty seven thousand. By the way, I was able to eat Seven Eleven food for a week. Um, Remember, like you know, what was that super size me? You're you're Seven Eleven sizing. Seven Eleven sizing. God me. damn. And what was your breakfast? What would tell people your breakfast? What from Seven Eleven? Yeah, what would you do? Call you did like the oh, I'll do the the sausage egg and cheese. Uh, Those aren't terrible. No. No. I liked, and yeah. they even have like the chicken, like buff, the the biscuit chicken one too. They the do microwave. the the, the microwave terrible. chicken biscuit one. Not terrible. Here's what they did: they stopped doing so. Like they stopped doing this at a lot of the Seven Elevens. They've gotten yeah. really particular about what hot food items they're gonna have. So exactly. they don't do. They're not doing in the in St. Louis. Thank God, St. Louis has it. They <laughs> do like the hot like breakfast sandwiches, and they do like the hot burger. The Seven Eleven burger, low key, is one of my favorite things. It's absolutely uh, uh, horrible, uh, but for like two bucks, you get a yeah, quarter pound burger. Baby. You can put your own toppings on Ooh, there. Yeah, fresh top. Yeah, fresh top. Fresh toppings. They've been sitting caked and fucking, you know, just whatever. Just yeah. Whatever. It's. It's it's just it's it's been pickling and its own its mm, own stewing up. That's that's called Flavor Town. Flavor Town, baby. Uh, uh, Guy Fieri. God damn it! Like where? Yeah, where's that episode? Where's that Guy Fieri? Like just the budget Guy Fieri drive-in? Where's did you go to Seven Elevens and fucking? Me gas and Shaw Shellhammer, we're gonna do that. We're do gonna it. do a gas station. Come and goes. Come and goes. Get those. Get that. 
And Come she, and go. It's K-U-M. Like a, K-U-M. They don't even care. They, they don't, don't care. They couldn't give a fuck. Yeah. And I love the best part is when you, like, that you can't, like, there is, like, just, it's glass on the, they don't even, you can't even, like, say hello or anything. Like, just slip your money in. Yeah. Like, it's a drug deal. I slip it. it in. It, it, you know what? It is a drug deal. Slip it in uh, anywhere so, in, anywhere that sells muffins next to fucking lighter fluid. That, yeah. That's how you know. That's how you know. And by the way, if you buy both, you're supposed to season your muffin with that <laughs> with lighter, the lighter fluid. fluid. It's the only way it's good. <laughs> okay. uh, so that was leg number two. That was we, we still the, need. To, <laughs> we still need to address where we went to after. We need to also address that our, our tangents go off on seventeen. Uh, yeah. Seventeen tangents on this conversation. This so. is how he and I just talk. And you by gotta, the way, you got to piece this together like Memento, directed uh, by Chris <laughs> Nolan. <laughs> Exactly. It's just like listen to this episode fourteen times and you'll yeah. understand what happened finally on the last finally one. on that last listen. You'll be like, Okay, now I know what's going well, on. Well, I think anytime like I, I have a person who can keep up with me or who choose I don't know if, if well me and Pratik, this is just naturally how we yeah, talk. No, I, we're, yeah, we're just uh, we're we're fine. Uh, like, and there's like, there's maybe like, I'd say a handful of people who I talk to like this like because this. I mean, this is just how the conversation there's, is. There's, there's a particular to this. I do love, I have to say, I love the two other microphones. Like this is like, uh, what was it? Like the temptations where I can be like, do, do. <laughs> like, just like, like, you know how they used to like sing. Yeah, different yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It, it, this fascinates me. And I love how they look like octopus legs too. Well, at, at one point when they had this, uh, they would have like, you know, multiple people doing like when yeah. Bob Keen was doing his podcast here, yeah. he'd have three guests. He'd three have Mike guests. and two guests. And two and then, guests. Yeah. So you would needed the multiple, needed folks. the multiple ones. But so. I like this. It's kind of cool to have like this. I can be like here. Yeah, that's right. Hey, where are you? Hey, I'm right here now. I'm popping up. We're, this is like a whack-a-mole. With whack-a-mole whack-a with with microphones. Hey, 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 we know what's up. But yeah, getting back to the, 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 the triple bang. I think that's important. Triple bang is very important. This is the Epic Cheat Day podcast that we most epically had a cheat day that day. That so. day was insane. And this is also, this isn't like, you know, hey, we did a show at 6 p.m. No, it's after midnight at yeah. this point. Exactly. You know, people, like by the time we got to Seven yeah. Eleven, it was one o'clock in the morning. It was 1 o'clock yeah, in the morning. so it's like we start off at midnight. Where it was like around, it was like eleven, eleven forty-five, whatever. You yeah. Know? yeah. And then we eat the rolls, and then we call our good friend. Shout out to Jason Acevedo. Jason Acevedo, who uh, we did a podcast episode, but when I listened to it, it was trash. <laughs> My fault, not his. He was fantastic on it. Uh, so we're gonna re-record we're gonna his re-record episode. That too. But you know what? Isn't yeah. trash this episode? This episode is not yeah. really trash. We're keeping uh, this one. Yeah, later. so Jason picked us up, and and then we went to, uh, uh, I was gonna say Deerfield. It's not Deerfield, but it is. It's up north. It's one of the North Shore suburbs. Uh, yeah. For Bialy. <laughs> Lincolnwood. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, New York Bagel and Bialy. New York, New York in Bagel Lincolnwood. and Bialy in Lincolnwood. Yeah. North Shore. We're giving Derek Strong his homeland food and. Of- uh, because you've not had a good bagel. I have not had a good bagel Until, in four years. Yeah. And uh, since I moved to Chicago. And uh, Philly wasn't great for fucking bagels either. But at least I was close enough to New York to get yeah, a bagel. You, when I go you know visit my Philly dad. bagel is New York. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I, uh, well, a lot of things in Philly are just like, oh, yeah, we, we well, New York's nearby. Um, but uh, not uh, Philly, you're awesome. I love you. Um but Steve, yeah, Steve Prince steak is from Philly. You tell no, me. No, Steve on. Prince of Steve's Prince of Steaks is yeah. my Philly cheesesteak spot. It was good. Yeah, it was good. I mean, what I, I liked want a, about I them want a pillow, I want a body pillow made out of those steaks. Man, yeah. it. What I like about Steve's is that they don't chop up the steak. They you know, they leave it. They leave the steaks as a whole like layer. It's, it's very good. 
Um, I did obviously chi- for those listening. Like, oh, he doesn't eat beef. Yeah, I did chicken. You know, chicken Philly, but it was they damn sell. They, yeah, they, they damn have chicken Philly cheesesteaks. They do. If you listen to any of my stand up, they also have a vegan Philly cheesesteak, which I uh, still to this. Oh, I never did. I was like, still to this day, I'm just like, how? Why are you even bothering trying? But part of me wants to just try, just to, just see, to see what, it, to is. See what <laughs> it is. I've tried soy chorizo. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's it'd be like, great if yeah. you order it and they just give you just like tofurkey. Yeah, they just give you, not even in a bun or anything, no, just, just like there. Just, yeah, Sad, loose tofurkey meats. <laughs> meat in your they hands. They put in the meat grinder, so it's all stringy. You know, yeah. it's fucking bizarre. Yeah, it's like Zoom comedy. It's a, it's, it's a substitute, but it's not as good as the it's real. Not thing. as good as That's the real the thing. thing, baby. That koala. There's a koala literally here. This is this is wild. <laughs> so we go up to New York Bagel and Bialy. Shout out to Jason for, for, driving, for driving us and also for recommending the spot and guys guess what i finally had my first good bagel near it's not you in chicago but came. near chicago this was, i did i did my my dick doesn't work anymore but it got hard it that came, night it ca- I, came in the house baby. i got I, I got the lox bagel which you know for all my jews out there it's you know i mean you guys know what it is because you've been eating it since you were four if you haven't had one before it's uh, that's Jew food right there. Yeah, and, and by the way, talk about price. Me and Pratik are very particular on quantity over quality, quality. when it comes yeah. to food. Uh, I mean, well, don't you? I like quality too, and Pratik yeah, likes quality too. I don't want anyone too. thinking that it's like, oh, so he's gonna eat from the dumpster? No, no, fuck out no. Of here. Like, <laughs> like I appreciate high quality food, and I have a very discerning palate when I choose to. It's just that. I also have a discerning palate for shitty food. And sometimes the experience calls for certain types of food. You know, sometimes you want to treat yourself and go nice. Yeah. And then sometimes you want to go. And well, here's the one thing that I like about it's the best of both worlds at New York Bagel and Bialy. Epic Cheat Day podcast, unofficially sponsored by New York Bagel and Bialy. Uh, here's the thing. Number one, 24 hours. Number two. Which is insane. Yeah. New York Bagel Bialy, 24 hours. 24 hours. What? Yeah, exactly. That's number one. Number two, uh, for $10, I got a lox bagel, chips, and a drink. Or it was $11, which, by the way, that's unheard of. And they put a good amount of lox on there. Lox is a premium product. Yeah. And uh, most places try to skimp on it. It's just like, no, they put a good amount for like 11 bucks. You're getting the full meal you're deal. Getting yeah. Full. And they throw a pickle on the side like you're good. And those strudel things, too. Those. Were really oh, yeah. Good. Those are really good. I, I, I forgot what those were called. But they have like every like I was in there and I was just bouncing back and forth because they had like every Jewish uh, Jewish dessert, d- yeah. Jewish dessert and oh, delicacy that you would want pastry. There was some like some loose yeah. pastrami thing that they gave or something. I, it, was, it was wild. I also got a side order of their chopped chicken liver, which by it wasn't the best, but it was just like, you know what? I'm just glad it's here and it was something on the menu. <laughs> so yeah. literally three meals at like 3 a.m. in the morning. 3 a.m. in the morning. And yeah, when I don't know about you, but when I got home, I instantly went to sleep. I was just like, oh, there's no way I can function I right now. I was barely sleeping. I was sleeping in the car. You know? Yeah. Like, yeah. Last one does, you know, just. Uh, you but know. to me, that's a mark of a good meal that you you knock the fuck out. Yeah. Afterwards. And that's There's nothing wrong with that. That's how you know you've eaten. That's how you know you've really lived in life. That's how you know you're a person who eats because they want to eat. Not those people like I eat for fuel. Like what the for fuck fuel. is wrong with them? You know, I, I mean, for real. Do they master dry? Are they dry people? <laughs> <laughs> I eat for fuel. I know? eat for fuel. It's just like hey, you gotta add yeah, a Vince little bit McMahon of does flavor. that, but he's a fucking maniac. Jesus yeah. Christ, dude! I'm very curious what's gonna happen with Punk and. Uh, yeah, we're doing deep cut wrestling stuff right now. So if you if you don't, you should still listen to this anyway. So um, 
Yeah, well, we're not even. You don't know who Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon is the head honcho of WWE. WWE. How he's not been in jail is beyond me. Or, well, or assassinated. <laughs> well, and they have now a rival wrestling promotion called AEW, and AEW signed two of the biggest stars in yeah. wrestling right now. One of the biggest stars that people didn't think was well, we we all knew he was going to come back, but uh, uh, we you know, but he's coming back to a rival promotion, so it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, it's, it's a good time if you're if you're a wrestling fan right now. It is a good time to be a wrestling. It is. You have, yeah, you have all these different options. independent promotions and options. And I suggest, like, if you're able to make and it out to an indie wrestling show, too, it's going to, well, yeah. I mean, be careful. <laughs> yeah, man, Delta variant. I honestly, it's just like at this point, I look, I got that one shot. That's all you're getting from me. And I did that just for, con- if, uh, and I'll be honest, if people want to get on my case for this, you know, they could go fuck their own whore mothers. But uh, the only reason why I got that shot was that uh, people wouldn't hassle me for doing comedy. And yet I've never been asked about my Vax card. Not one time. No, no I, there are a few bars that did ask for a photo, but like, yeah, I just had it with me because I keep it with me just thinking everybody. I'm impressed they even did that. Good for them. Like, one I was, place, yeah. But like, if you think for one second, like, you know, I, I'm like, oh, Delta variant. Like, I don't like I wish I can care about this. But I, I don't wish I can care about this. I don't. <laughs> you don't want to care about it. You couldn't care less. Hair. You have to understand, when I go back to work, it's going to be at a grocery store. That means I'm going to be working in front of people. All who, day, every day. All day, every day. It's like. You were a frontline worker. I was a frontline worker. And that's why when everybody's like this, oh, but, you know, comedians who went out during the pandemic and did comedy you, you didn't care about work. the world. I had to work. I'm already out in front of people yeah. all day anyway. It doesn't matter at that point. You can't you know? work from home when you work at Jewel. When you work home. at Jewel, yeah. How are you going to stock your shelf from your bed? You <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, that's why when people are just like, it's like, get bring that shit to anybody else. Don't bring it to me. I don't, I'm not going to listen. I'm not going to care if you want to shout me out. Fucking, I'll just blow you up and be like this. Okay, well, then don't go to the grocery store ever again because then you're infecting me, you know? And tell everybody else to fucking get all their things delivered to them because, you know, everybody could afford to do that, right? Yeah. You know, so that's... Oh, and then and then you're giving to these, like, you know, people who want to be woke. It's like, if you want to do grocery deliveries, it's going to be Walmart, your big chain stores. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're totally feeding the empire with that. Which, unfortunately, you know? we had to do. My yeah. family didn't want to go anywhere. So I'm like, we got to support Walmart. Yeah. You think I wanted to do that? No. Yeah. I mean, I fucking love... I, I'm like Pratik. I fucking love Walmart. I love Amazon. I like the fact that at 3.30 in the mor- morning, if I so chose... I can have like a a, phone, a a cover for my phone sent to me that some factory in China made using a coal machine that's spewing you know exhaust into the air all the time for fucking three dollars as opposed to going to Best Buy where they're gonna charge me fifteen dollars for the same fucking because thing because it was American yeah. made you know and it's only made with American bitterness whereas the other three dollar phone cover was made like you know where the family is like you know and that it's literally the parasite family They're it is hard. the parasite family well that's the ones that i order from because those are the ones that are three dollars yeah, yeah, yeah that family like they're waiting for the flood to come totally and, and you know it's um uh yeah oh that's very cool so i'm just very happy that i got another because it was just like we're gonna be if we're driving to omaha for one day that's gonna suck you know, so we got Omaha, and then we're doing Des Moines. Yeah, you know so, what sucks is driving to Paducah, Kentucky. Paducah, two Kentucky. <laughs> I just, uh, man. So let me ask you this about in terms of we'll circle back to comedy. Well, now well, it'll be a well, good time. It's funny because we opened the the, the the the. Well, I don't know if this is gonna be first or second episode. Who knows what we're on right now? Oh, we're we're we are. 
Oh, we're in the second episode yeah. here. With so this in the one. first part, he opened with Pratik's never performed outside of Chicago. That couldn't be further Could from the be truth. Could be further from the truth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pratik has performed in how many places and how many Too different many ways. Places how many places. And all the different types of venues to perform for weddings, right? I've done weddings. I've done corporate events. Parties, corporate parties. I literally performed at like, it was like they were doing magic there. And then I was the only comedian. That's crazy. Yeah, talk. it was like like some black box here was doing magic. I performed. I performed at a venue with Drew Brees. A lot of people don't know this story. I, I performed at this like graduation party for a sixteen year old woman who's like Pakistani American, uh, and they had Drew Brees in a box. He's Drew Brees is that NFL quarterback who's like kind. Of, but she was a I, fan I of know. Drew Brees. Yeah. and I'm like, you're a sixteen year old woman who grew up in Skokie, Illinois, and you're fan of Drew Brees. Like, what was? JG Wentworth not available was SpongeBob. JG was SpongeBob. He's, he's the money. He's like I know he is. Money, whatever you need it. Uh. Yeah, so like I like how he's at the top of the list. But yeah, he sat in a box and watched me do stand up for twenty minutes. <laughs> that is great. Elias Patterson, he's the hockey player. Uh, he saw me do stand up once. He's like, "You're very funny." I'm like, hey, "Cool, thanks." Uh, yeah. You look like uh, he, he was just blonde haired, blue eyes. Like he looks like you know Hitler's like, white dream, right? Yeah, exactly. Hitler, future Hitler. He's not a Hitler youth. Don't fucking yeah, yeah. We're not suit. putting that out there. Yeah. Listen, if if uh, White Castle hasn't sued me at this point, I don't think anybody's <laughs> suing me at this point. And you know what does sound like Hitler Youth Outpost? White Castle. White Castle. Well, what here's what I like about White Castle. If you look at their logo, those are the Jewish colors, man. You yeah. got blue, white, and gold. Right. Like they are everything they do with White Castle. That's an original is right NBA there. team. <laughs> I uh I want that fucking shit. I I, I actually I had somebody shirt. DM me earlier yeah. asking for a recommendation for what to order from White Castle. Yeah. By the way, for anybody listening right now, this is what you order when you go to White Castle if you don't know what to order, okay? Yeah. And I don't care if you weigh 90 pounds or 300 pounds, this is going to do all sorts of things to you, okay? It's going to make your it's going to make you happy while you eat it, sad when you're done. You get 6, that's not 4, you get 6. Jalapeno sliders. Ooh. And you get, and you could change the denomination on this, a side of chicken rings. If you want the crinkle cut fries, that's on you, but I recommend chicken rings, six jalapeno sliders. I love those chicken rings. I love the chicken rings. Yeah. You know what you know what I like about the chicken rings is that they are completely unabashed by the fat unabashed. Am I using that correctly? I might be using that out of context. But uh Thesaurus.com. We'll Thesaurus.com, we'll figure it out later. <laughs> they are completely they're I'm sorry, they're completely undeterred by how artificial a shape the ring is. They're like, no, we know that nuggets are not a real shape, which by the way, they form nuggets to look like they're like oh, an shape. actual shape yeah. of of something that could come from a chicken. You which, think those dinosaur nuggets are coming out like that? No, 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 no. But that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I love things like the dinosaur nuggets. I like the alphabet nuggets. Yeah, Have you ever seen those? I've seen those. Okay. You know what I like about those? They embrace the fact like this is a completely artificial product. And the rings. This is meat clay. Let's Yeah, this is it. meat clay. Let's mold it into whatever we want. And every other restaurant tries to make it look like Burger King tried in so many different iterations to make theirs look like actual chicken yeah. and white castle is like fuck all that we're gonna give you this fucking ring because this does not exist on the bird itself yeah okay not neither does half of what's in there exist on an actual chicken of so not. No. We, yeah it's, just, it's a rubber sleeve <laughs> rubber, rubber sleeve and we punch a hole in it like a donut so it could fry faster there is mean. a functionality to it though it helps the meat fry faster oh hell yeah yeah here's but here's the next level yeah 
Because you do. I you already can, know where you're going with this. And yes, I've done it. roller with the rings on it. With the rings on it. By the way, uh, that's what we were going to do for this episode. We we're going to get chicken rings. We were going to put buffalo chicken rollers on it. was insane. Traffic yeah. was hell today. Because Lollapalooza, I want to see bands perform in the sun. That's, Lollapalooza that's a, was a petri just before the pandemic. Yeah, exactly. I mean, listen, and not it's like before it was you were spreading herpes and chlamydia, and, so, and now it's herpes, chlamydia, and COVID. And so. white dudes with dreadlocks. And white, because that spreads, believe it or not. That's a viral outbreak. That is not exact. And it doesn't stay localized. It just moves and and waves to the suburbs. And there's no way to decontaminate. No, you can't. Once it's in there, it's like, you know what it is? It's like mold. Like once it's in your walls, you're never getting it out. I went to see a band named TV on the radio. I know you're like, oh, what? What is a TV on the radio? No, it's a, they're, they're a cool band. But literally, there's a white dude with dreadlocks, and his dreadlocks kept whopping into my face, like, whistling. I love it. And I smelled it, and it was like, it was worse than Malort. It was worse than the inside of a cast. It yeah. Was, it was disgusting. Like, the smells I smelled that day, I will never forget this. So. Man, I, uh, I, and I, I, I don't envy no. you in that position, in the unenviable position of dealing with... Um, Hugh Jim Morrison, that this is the end. That's what's <laughs> The smells of that. Wait, I, not not to bring people into our lives, but like, what, what are you doing immediately after the podcast? What am I doing immediately after the podcast? Yeah. Taking a shower. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm gonna have to shower off, baby. <laughs> That's right. Epic Cheat Day podcast just changes how you uh, perceive yourself. And uh, I shower before. I was wondering if you wanted to grab food, but um, we'll I know see. you guys are g- grabbing it later. I don't know how that's supposed to work because you guys got the show with this. with 47 talk- Asian comics on there. Yeah, we can talk about this even though by the time this airs, <laughs> airs you know, already were, happened. But yeah, so me and Tony Vin are doing this show with like every Asian comic in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're, we're, this is a second place. Tell me what you named it because I thought it was great. Th- this is Tony Vin's name, a straight A's comedy. Straight A's comedy, yeah. all all Asian lineup. It's literally just every. It's a we're a second place math team. That's what the hell it is. It, it's wild. Uh, we're doing. Oh no! What I what I do want to mention is we're doing this venue now, Grafton Pub. Uh, shout out to Dwayne yeah. Deering who. Put it, it together. This venue and and is doing some and music for us too. And you had mentioned before that this is like we were talking about opening doors. Opening and doors. Before. Yeah, it's, it's a new venue. They're not doing stand up there. They're now a music they are. venue, and now we're doing it. So yeah. it's it's just a great time. Super intimate. It's an Irish pub. It's in Lincoln Square near our Indian restaurant too. It's that yeah. wasn't part of the plan. Which, There's also three Thai restaurants in the area. Clearly, this is an international totally. fucking wing. Wait, is it is that why in the group chat they weren't wanted to do Thai? Is because Thai so, restaurants around yeah. there? Uh, I mean, you really, I mean, did anybody? care about whether or not I'm coming to this because all of that is w- way inconvenient for me to do. <laughs> Just completely inconvenient for me to do. Yeah. But you it's also have fun. a show tonight, too. I have, I have a show, and then I have an open mic, and then I have Eric's a flight tomorrow. Man. You yeah. have a flight. You have, uh, you have phones. You have, yeah, you're, you're, I have phones. Speaking of... You know I what got, I did once? I'll tell you that? the busiest day I ever had in comedy. I'll tell you that. Uh, uh, but, like, literally, I'd flown back from... No, this was before I went to San Francisco. This was in 2016. I was doing the Asheville Comedy Festival, Asheville, North Carolina. Then we drove back. We got in 7 a.m. on a Friday. Uh, uh, so you're tired at 7 a.m. You haven't yeah. slept. So I attempt to sleep for two hours. Uh, then I have to go film something. There's this. There was an artist. He's like a sketch performer. She does some stand-up. Her name is Fazia Mirza. She, she was filming a movie, which is now available on Amazon. I got cut out of it, but it's called Signature Move. It's about... Uh, two women who fall in love and one of them is a Mexican luchador wrestler. I'm not making this up. That's a that's a great they plot They were filming right at a Devon market and the gimmick was going to be that they wear masks at the Devon market and I'm the 
Indian cashier who gets freaked out by their mask, and I think it's a robbery. That was a scene we filmed. So we filmed it this at 9 a.m. on a on a Devon market while it's raining. Please tell me that they didn't fucking make you try to do, affect an accent. Oh, not at all. Oh, the only God. accent I'm putting on is is, is this, this one. Accent. Yeah, the the pr- traditional Pratik Srivastava right? accent. Am, Am I right? Am Am, Am I, I right? right? Yeah, just guttural, lot of lot of whiskey in there's, his voice. There's only one person else who uh, who has this accent besides Pratik, and she has moved on to Portland. Where did Steph move to? Oh, <laughs> Steph, <laughs> Steph Taraska. But that's the Midwest. Just Steph like, Taraska. Shout out to Steph Taraska. Shout out to Steph Taraska. Steph we Steph miss Carlin her. Parlor. Yeah. Yeah. Good people. Uh, and Tony Vinda's a pretty good Pratik voice. Too. He does, dude. I had to hear it when uh, me, uh, we were hanging out the other night. We've uh, we did the pilot. Right? I I, just he and Andy back and forth, like perfecting their "Am I right, you guys?" Am I right, you guys? Yeah, that's yeah. just the wealth of just the the, the comedic, just like veteranness of all of that. That that was a fun night, man. And we went, to, we saw the lady with her tits out. That was incredible. On uh, on Broadway, right across from Laugh Factory. Yeah, that was. Who called Tony the Kool Aid Man? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> all four of us walking down the street. We just ate a big meal, yeah. and this woman sees Tony Vin in a red shirt and says, "Hey, Kool Aid Man." She singles him out. <laughs> Poor Tony Vin. Poor I, Tony I had to pound. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, and her tits are out too. Like, yeah. what, what are we doing? Yeah, um, and like by literally out, like she had pulled her entire shirt off. There was no bra. There was no like you know breast out thing. No, it was all just. All it was over. all. It was just she was half naked. Literally, yeah, that's it's 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 wild. Um, Tits out comedy is coming to the Laugh Factory. People it was didn't near know the Laugh that. Factory. She was, was doing, right, right she there. She was doing her PG audition for the Laugh Factory. <laughs> for the Laugh Factory. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, I I I did this. So I'll I'll kind of recap. This this is the busiest uh, day in comedy. Drove back from North Carolina, straight to Chicago, no stops. Do the 7 a.m., sleep for two hours, film this thing for a movie that I get cut out of. Then <laughs> I learned that a comic that I, I know very well, shout out to Azur Usman, he's been he's been very helpful to me. He had you know had some sort of like accident where he was crossing the street and open mic and got hit by a car. So he's laid up in the ER. I go to see him because I'm flying to San Francisco the next day. So I wanted to just see him before he before I leave in the hospital. I see him. He's like half asleep or whatever. I get him Reese's peanut butter cups because he likes peanut butter, peanut butter cups. And I go back. I sit in my place. Then I am filming something with uh, 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 a few other comics for a show at the hideout that night. It's like a version of like, you know, that show like Channel Chasers or whatever. You do like different TV channels or whatever. So it's like a video where you're doing like a TV channel that's based on. Lululemon and Beanie Baby. So the whole universe is Lululemon and Beanie Baby. So I had to film this thing. I had to put on green face paint and go to a house in Logan Square for where I'm staying. I'm staying in Uptown at that point. So going down there, filming this thing, then go home, then try to sleep for one hour. But, of course, you're waiting for the show, so you're not getting any real sleep that night, right? Yeah. So do the go to show, do the show at the hideout. Then... There's like I can either go back and sleep for four hours or go to the airport or I can just try to just stay awake. So then I go to a comic's birthday party and stay there for three hours with my bags and I go straight to the airport from there. That's insane. You see that guy? So it's not it's 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 not all being paid in fucking chicken tenders. You know what I mean? Comedy it, takes you gotta, work. Yeah, gotta yeah. Sometimes you gotta do do. But you now I'm saying I did some fun stuff too. Filming yeah, and all that stuff was fun too. But you can't you can't take it all as this thing of oh what am I doing like like you want to be hungry for it but you don't want to be like oh 
oh, I got to do this because so-and-so is doing like, it's like, you got to stop comparing with other people. Yeah. I uh, worry about your own, what you're doing. It, that's, I put a, uh, I saw this great post on, uh, on Instagram. So I reposted it because it's 100% how I feel. Okay. And it, it's uh, to paraphrase it. It's um, there's no competing with me because I don't give a shit about what you're doing. And I know that sounds harsh. It's not that I don't care about what my friends are doing or whatever. It's just like I'm not going to like if you get something that does not affect me whatsoever at all on any level. On a personal level. Yeah. yeah, Am I happy for for my friend to be successful? Yeah. But I'm never like if somebody gets something, I'm never going to be like this. Well, fuck them. Forget. Well, how about instead of doing that, try to figure out if you something you want, just figure out how to get it for yourself. How to get it for yourself. You know, you know? Uh, I mean, you can stew in that for a while, yeah. but it doesn't. It doesn't lead. It, it's 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 d it's d it's it's not productive. Yeah, it hinders you. It almost wastes time because yeah. you know what is more valuable than that? The commodity of time that you're by wasting by not preparing. Like, okay, you didn't get that show. What are you yeah. doing to work on your material so you can get to that show? Exactly, and then you uh, stew in it. You know, and 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 then there's a the thing of you know social media is. I so, social media is golden handcuffs for comedians. Yeah, you need it. You need it because you you know anytime you do a show, I mean, we have to promote. You know, you have we to all promote have, it. And and people are like, oh, but Facebook events don't work. I'm like, but you still have to do everything about that. You have to create yeah. it on Facebook. You have to promote on Facebook, and you never know. There, the show yeah. tonight we're doing. I post on Facebook. Two people already bought tickets for it. Yeah, just well, the time I from the time of the post. So people, there you go. People, people do, do still look Instagram. At Facebook. I'll tell you Instagram. this: uh, my St. Louis show would not have happened if it wasn't for, for Instagram, Instagram ads. Yeah. Okay, because exactly. people, people, uh, you know, I tar- picked the target audience, and guess what? People were clicking on the link, and they were going over and they were buying tickets for the show. Okay, and uh, we sold out the second night. First night, we sold about two thirds of it. And you know what? Everybody had a great time. And, uh, and congrats yeah. on that. See, I'm happy for you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, that's that thing about like, and if anything, it opens doors. Now it you're opening doors. the door. Yeah. Now and guess what? go back to that venue. And that venue, by the way, they're actually putting on a comedy show this weekend. They never put on comedy before me. So they're putting on a comedy show this weekend with some local comics. Matter of fact, uh, Sarah Perry is going to be on it. And then uh, the husband of one of the comics that I had on the second show is uh, pushing in. He's like a, he's like a, he's like the the house feature down at um uh i won't say helium down there there's helium or funny bone but he's like he basically he's just like he features for all the big comics that come into town so So he's putting on a show there and it's just like this would not have happened if it wasn't for my show and i'm not sucking my own dick here i'm just saying it's just like that's part of what we're that's part of what we should be doing too creating venues creating especially right now on venues you know comedy is still we're not at our full capacity no not at all a lot of venues aren't able to open right now some venues that are open are like well we have to you know bring people in comedy like they're taking they're being very cautious 100% right now is really the to go back to wrestling it's the territory days it's the wild wild west the wild wild west you can start your own promotion right now you can start your own show right now you can do something yeah but you gotta do it doesn't just come out of thin air no you gotta do no. the work you gotta do the event rights no. you gotta do the event tags you gotta do meetups you all gotta, that you, gotta, mess you with know people. gotta make sure you have artwork for it you yeah. know what i mean you gotta make sure you know who to talk to about all these things gotta make sure there's pa and all that stuff all that yeah. tech stuff you know you have your yeah. own pa stuff i have my own pa stuff but i have it as a backup like uh you know one of the things when i put out the feelers for any of these places i'm asking these questions do you have the pa exactly. do you have lighting do you have do you have a separate room or is this going to be in the same room that you have all 
all of it, conduct all of right? your business. <laughs> you know, things that you wouldn't think you have to ask. Um, you uh, have to ask it. You want to be doing yeah. a show and then two Serbian guys are in undershirts talking during the show. One hundred percent. Like uh, the theater we're doing in Topeka tomorrow. Uh, Claire Sumby, shout out to Claire Sumby who put it together. She had to work with the event coordinator there and was just like, "This wait, do you have drinks on hand, or was this something we're gonna have to bring?" Right. You know what I mean? She's asking things that most people would think or would take for granted a place would have. She, or if it's yeah. BYOB, but then you have to put then your promotion. Yeah, bring, bring your own. Bring your own beer. You know what I mean? So it's and it's weird about that. I, as someone who's worked with BYOB venues, a lot of places you have to be careful about. You know. If you bring wine to a BYOB venue, you can't supply the the, the yeah. there's corking fees or something. So yeah, you yeah. ask all that shit. Yeah, exactly. And so if you and it's BYOB and then you bring beer and you give one to a person, you can't be like we're giving away free beer. You can just hand one to a friend because then it's like yeah, then the venue is responsible for that beer that they provided. Yeah. So you have to be. It's very. There's a lot of legalese with that. A lot of legalese. I mean, I mean, there's things regarding taxes that you need to be aware of, especially yeah. if you're doing things out of state. Uh, you know, it's. The tax code yeah. and shit. Eventbrite now, you got to start paying taxes on that stuff. I mean, yeah, fucking like I, I, I cannot wait to open that can of worms at the end of the year. <laughs> That's gonna be fun, especially now. The twos are gonna be yeah, a mess. Now that I have, th- this is gonna be three states that I have to worry about now. Ooh, so yeah, baby. Shit. And I'm looking to try to do Minneapolis in September. There you so, go. which uh, I think, uh, you know, if you're if you're still in if on I'm that, let's try to do that. Let's try to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, this was a booking podcast, basically. That's a, yeah, that's what you're about. We t- we talked about this on the Tony Vins one too, but I think it's because I'm talking about it more because it's something I'm now doing more. So it's like, okay, well, if it's more re- relevant to me, it's uh, uh, did I tell you too? I started back at Planet Fitness, and my God, I I I need to do it. Um, Good, I'm glad you're ba- you're doing it. I uh, to put fucking man, it's this. I think. Of all, like cigarettes, when I quit cigarettes, that was that was a war of attrition. That was just that didn't go down easily. Cocaine was really easy to quit. Alcohol fairly easy to quit. Uh, shockingly, shockingly so. Yeah, I thought you did a good job. You know, uh, you know this this. There are gonna be hiccups yeah, along the way on yeah. any time you 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 do change anything. any any and food. Thing? It's more about you know get a routine and then you have yeah. your cheat you have your cheat day. gotta have your cheat days because if you don't have your cheat days it's just i, I try to everybody without, I know yeah. who's cut right now they all have cheat days totally and it, you know you you need to factor that in which and it's fine so and i love i love food enough that i don't want that i just have to augment you know my intake of it the problem is and this is something i have to figure out i have a, I have a mental block with this because you know when anytime you change your eating habits, right, or anytime you change anything in a drastic way about you know about your daily routine, you know your brain doesn't just fucking deal with it. No, it it your brain goes through a process and it's trying to maintain homeostasis because you're an organism like any other organisms. Your brain is just like, okay, well, what you've been doing so far clearly has kept you surviving. So it's on a very id survival level. Right. Okay? Right. All right. So you stop eating and just like you stop with any substance, it's like, wait, there's a change happening. What's going on? So immediately your anxiety starts spiking. And now you get to day three or whatever, even at a low caloric deficit, your body still senses that you're starving. Okay, so it's going to try to fuck your head up every single way possible to get you to eat again. It's going to make you more anxious. It's going to make you angrier. It's going to make you sadder. Uh, yeah, you're feeling all your emotions too yeah. because it's you're going through this withdrawal, whatever. Cold turkey. You know? so cold you turkey. Wish you could get some cold turkey though. Man, exactly. It's like when I'm eating fine, I'm okay. But like what I noticed when I was doing inter, which by the way, I loved intermittent fasting. If I could do that and do comedy, 
Oh, that's then that would be fine. The problem is, though, is that I couldn't do both. It was perfect during the pandemic. Yeah, it was, yeah, exactly. I'm not seeing anybody. Oh, yeah. Uh, but Are, do you like, think you're gonna try maybe like you know like trying to like specifically cutting out? I'm just gonna. I, I, well, well, I cut out the big one that I cut out was like you know heavy refined sugar. So mm-hmm. things like you know desserts and stuff like that. I just haven't been doing. Mm-hmm. If I want sugar, I'll have like fruit. Yeah. You know, or if it's something that's already in the dish, fine. Exactly. Like, I, you, you know. Yeah, I don't go too crazy. Like, I still put ketchup on things. I still, uh, you know, if something has barbecue sauce on it, yeah. I'll, I'll eat it. But, like, things that are distinctly desserts, I don't do. Um, but uh, in terms of the rest of it, it's, I mean, again, it's just cutting calories and just, I don't know how I'm going to be able to do it where it's, I don't go too crazy. Yeah, you mean and, like portion control? That's going to be. Well, 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 portion control is fine. That's what I'm going to have to do. Right. But it's like, I'm talking about go too crazy in terms of like psychologically because I can't, I'm terrible around people when I'm going through it because it's just like, I'm just a rage monster. Yeah. You know, I start lashing out and also like, you know, because I do have, you know, paranoid and delusional thinking that gets, that flares up too. So it's like I'll misinterpret things that people are saying to me all the time. Yes. Uh, you know, and definitely like things like, you know. And especially when you're dealing with comics where it's already hard to. Since suss <laughs> out. Like, what are you doing? Um, you That's going to be a challenge. But, you know, I think having, you know, just people there who, who, who not to turn us into Dr. Phil, but people who care about you, Derek. Yeah. Who care about you. And there's certain comics that I'm very close to. It's not that they don't care. It's just they don't have that, like, care muscle. You know what I mean? It's like, it's more, you know what I mean? Like, it's less, it's more like they, you know, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, we're, we're in a field where it's, uh. You know, the type of people it attracts are people that are trying to figure out a way for, I want the attention to be put on me, you know, so it's just, you know, we're all attention getting fucking, you know, well, it's a self, it, it, narcissistic, it's a, it's a egomaniacs. Self, it's a self-interest field. Comedy is a self-interest That field. is, by the way, the most political way I've ever heard it referred, that I've ever referred to it or had anybody refer yeah. to it. And I'm going to keep that and I'm going to run with it. Yeah. It's a very self-interest kind of thing. Uh, you I have this... to have a healthy ego to do this. If you think like getting up on stage and talking to strangers and kind of unloading and, you know, kind of dissecting your life in front of people, you have to have a, a somewhat of an ego to do this. Yeah, you do have to have it. And it, it has to. And... Specifically, so I'm not talking about improv. I'm not talking about like sketch. Yeah. I'm talking about solo performing. Solo performing on to stage. Be because, to, yeah. to pull yourself out of it. People ask me, oh, you've been doing it for so long. Because the part of it is with comedy is endurance. You have to. Yeah. People drop off. Yeah. People get relationships, whatever job, whatever. Tony was talking about the three T's: talent, uh, uh, talent, time, and tenacity. Yeah. Those are the three things, and the most important one is tenacity. You have to yeah. be able to just. You have to enjoy this more. You gotta love it more than you want to hate it. You know. Like, yeah. And more than you're afraid of it too. Yeah. Because I, I, when I started, you know, there were only a few mics I could go to. And I was also, when a lot of people don't know how I started, there weren't mics near me. I would have to take the train uh, uh, there the whole time. You know, I'd have to, I'd have to, you know, two hour train ride to the, to the venue. Yeah. And then maybe I'd get up, maybe I wouldn't, you know, it would be, you know, sometimes a four hour period just to get up and do three minutes. But I love those three minutes. Yeah. Very yeah. early on, the thing that really kept me going was I enjoyed those first three minutes. Yeah. You know, or whatever. Like, just the time on the stage. Everything else sucks. But, like, yeah, I, yeah. I, and to this day, still, I enjoy the stage part. It's the other, you know, that's the challenge is how do you offset the challenges of 700 emails, phone calls, 
oh, is this venue going to work? Oh, our pre-sales are low. Oh, we have high pre-sales, but people aren't actually going to show up from those pre-sales. Yeah. You know, that's that's the thing that you have to you have to find that balance. And you have to remember, remember to enjoy the things about comedy. Remind yourself of what you enjoy about comedy. Absolutely, and like that. Uh, but also, give while, yourself yeah. a day off yeah. once in a while. Ease yeah. off that throttle, you know. Yeah, you can't. I, you to, Tony said a great thing the other day. He said, you know, he's quit a few times in his career. It's just like one of those things where it's, you know, it's it, it's. I mean, go- does he define as quitting or is it a break? You know? Well, he takes it as he he was defining it as a uh, as uh, a break. He did he did quit for a long period. Though. Like I yeah. I could say that I said to myself, I'm not doing I, like. And I didn't really call it a break, and it was like a hybrid break quit where, and you were there for it. Where yeah, I was, I would yeah, take yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I would take like six months off. Where, but, but it was just like this. It was, I don't know if I want to do this. And then after this last time, I was like, okay, I've done this three times now. There's no reason for me to do this again. Like this is, I'm in this. I, I'm in it now. I'm yeah. stuck in. I don't think during these ten years. I mean, there's been like certainly like rest periods or like I had pneumonia for two weeks. So I mean, let's <laughs> count that. I'm bleeding out of the mouth. You know, probably shouldn't. You yeah, know, pro- actually, I was never bleeding out of the mouth. <laughs> I only bleed out of the mouth. Yeah, yeah, baby. Yeah, you put a tampon up there, baby, and That's the right. tampon is made out of buffalo chicken rollers, baby. Buffalo chicken roller tampons. Ooh. We're bringing them to market. Yeah, we're, this is the Shark Tank presentation, basically. We got buffalo chicken rollers. We got in THC infused vodka or whatever. THC infused vodka. They're gonna do a, that. And that's called a Russian Jamaican. A Russian Jamaican. <laughs> we're bringing back, bringing it back to the Russian Jamaicans. Um, this is cool. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, wrestling. So CM Punk, Daniel Bryan coming back. I'm very curious what they do. I don't think that AEW, but AEW is the, the, the big competition. And uh, so they have these two major stars. AEW is like the hipster kind of thing. And then yeah. WWE is like, you know, the club circuit. The club circuit. Yeah. And it, here's the thing. It's just, it's, you know. We should tell people that, by the way, that we treat like certain shows like wrestling. like We, we do. Like and dark we also, matches. Dark and, matches. Yeah, we, we use wrestling lingo to define things with comedy. There, yeah. There's definitely a through line between the two things in terms of performances. Like there's uh, not in terms of performances, but like in terms of like a a, a, a comics journey versus a pro wrestler's journey. It, there are parallels. Pro, there are so many parallels. And I think that's why. I mean, a lot of wrestlers like stand up and a lot of comics like wrestling, like wrestling. There's just a through too, line. Yeah. You're on the road. You're doing it because you love it. Yeah. And you're putting up with all the BS and all the totally. politics. You know, who yeah. gets the who gets this spot? Who gets this spot? One hundred percent. I mean, and fucking indie wrestlers like God. God damn, they do not. They're like comics. They don't get paid. They're, here's two Vicodin and fucking twenty five dollars for killing yourself tonight. Right. Thanks. They, we take emotional yeah. bumps. That's we the take the different. emotional ones. <laughs> they take physical. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, we can still be ninety and do this if you can. You know. <laughs> that's well. That's one of the main benefits. That's why I'm like as down as down on myself about starting uh, thirty nine as at age thirty nine as I did. I don't really beat myself up because it's just like, you know, this is not. You know, it's physically it's physically draining, but it's not physically taxing. It's yeah, compared to wrestling. You know, yeah, I mean, definitely compared to wrestling. Yeah, but in ge- yeah, it is still a fi- it can be physically exhausting at times. Yeah. You know, I mean, you know, especially if you're like a guy like me and Pratik who goes out there and it's just where you know, it, I, it's I, methodical. You know? Yeah, you got you got to pace it right because like you know you have a high energy set that's great. Watch Eric Andre watch his last special on Netflix, and if you're telling me you're not worn out by the end of it. Imagine what he's feeling. How, at imagine the end how of that. he's feeling at yeah. the end of it. when he does. I mean, on his show, he literally like destroys the set. You think he hasn't taken a couple injuries from that? A no. little bit. It's, it's little insane. B- you know, it's very stand up very physically. So these days, I'm doing literally front cakes during my set now too. So it's just like yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Gotta 
Got to keep limber, you know. Got to put limber. the Tiger Bomb on. You know? Got to be Brought to you by Tiger Bomb. Pratik's whole entire album, Nick and Sheila's, uh, uh, Nick and Sheila's Kid, is brought to you by Tiger Bomb. Which, by the way, I should say, Derek was at both recordings for yeah. Nick and Sheila's Kid. It was a good, it was a good time. Yeah, and recorded by the way on my parents' wedding anniversary too, which a lot of people. There don't you know. go. Yeah. The the first son of Nick and Sheila. Uh, the first and only son of Nick and Sheila. Yeah, there's only up one there. son. There's one daughter, one son. son. Uh, yeah. I am so glad it's only 70 degrees out. That <laughs> makes me so much better. Yeah, this room would be, <laughs> it was a 90 degree day. Ooh. Yeah, me and Tony the other day, we're man. Was just like, what? We're sweating in here. <laughs> he, was, he, was, he was the dripping Kool-Aid man. The day. dripping Kool-Aid man. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I just think it's interesting how people are always like, oh, comedians like wrestling. Like, because they're similar. They're similar, yeah. They're similar, you know, and then like I know a lot of people that you know get their cadence from or, or, or some of those things from watching. Journey promo. too. Yeah, please stress that. Please Everybody stress has, that we're not all doing the same you're fucking not thing. Not doing the same. Th- and don't get me wrong. Sometimes you have to vent and be like, oh, why am I not getting that thing? That you yeah, know yeah, why? Yeah. Because you give a fuck. Yeah. You know, but you give a fuck about your career. It's when you start saying like this, oh, this this person's, or you know, or, or you start judging about like if somebody else is popular, but they're not good. Well, somebody clearly thinks that they are. And there, whether be, it's the booker, whether it's the audience, somebody, somebody thinks thinks they're, they're decent you know, enough. The yeah. wrestling term we use is they got over. It got over. It got which for those of you that only know what I'm talking, we're saying that the someone in the crowd is enjoying what is being presented. Yeah, to them. just because it it's not, not be your, your cup, of, cup tea. of tea. Yeah. You know, there yeah. are there are comics yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't personally uh, enjoy it or do that. But you know what? I can see people liking it. Ooh. It's killing right now. It's killing right now. And like, for instance, like there's a lot of technical prowess that a person could have as a comic and things that the average person wouldn't think of. But it's also like, OK, if a person doesn't have that and people are still laughing at what they're doing on stage, then to me, that's a victory. You know what exactly. I mean? That is to if me. You're getting like, laughs. You can. You're getting laughs, you know. So it's like, oh, well, it's, you know, it's bringing that. No, it's not. It's bringing in business for the club, and that's all that matters. Money to them, you know, it's and also, entertainment. stand-up is a weird form, too, where you have flexibility with flexibility what you're doing. what yeah. you're doing. You have people who do make it more of a performance. Then you have other people who they have little techniques on to make it look less like a performance yeah. and make it look more conversational, even though it's not conversational. Exactly. It's almost like a magic trick at times, too, where you're yeah. like, there are certain things we do that an audience doesn't understand why we're doing them, but we're doing them to make it seem more conversational or seem more performative or making it seem like this character on stage is me, even though it's not. Even though it's not. Even though it's, it's not. Where are we at? We're at two, 208... Of this podcast, two hours eight minutes with Pradeep Srivastava. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be a this is gonna be cut up. This is gonna be yeah, a, it's gonna be cut up. Like <laughs> I don't know. That's what I was asking you because I don't know if you want to like end it now. We do two hour episodes, or do you want to like stretch it out? Let's see if we can get like another twenty minutes in Let's there. Get another twenty minutes in. We're, Sounds we're, good. We're yeah. getting the light in, but we're, we're getting we're, the light. Well, as in wrestling terms, we're bringing it home. We're bringing it home. We're gonna bring it home. Yeah, what should we it. talk about in the home stretch? I mean, shit, we have so many different topics for which we speak. And so many, so many different topics for which we spoke about. Oh shit! Yeah. What the? Oh okay. Oh 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 oh. oh, oh. oh are we still on. We are still on. We are still ready to go. Oh, that came out. Okay, I was. Yeah, like, that was uh, that was little technical snafus here at the Epic Cheat Day podcast. At the Epic Cheat Day, baby. Uh, yeah. What do you? Uh, 
what do you think we should what do you think we should dive into man what I haven't mean, we dived into what today? haven't we dived in i mean let's <laughs> let's talk about burger king and how they have the best value menu in the game i mean those chicken fries was a 10 for like a dollar a not, dollar not right now but yeah like it was a 10 for a dollar 10 nuggets for 10 a dollar. nuggets for a dollar the original chi- the chicken yeah. sandwich is really good to- yeah that's a, by the way uh, uh, honestly in the top three argument in the top three chicken sandwiches right now that you can get a fast food restaurant shockingly is at burger king i mean i should address i know some people want to be listening because i have said in the past that i was i was being vegan during the pandemic yes i i was vegan during the pandemic but this is kind of like i am eating meat again i'm actually drinking and eating meat again this is kind of like he's a, drinking meat you guys I'm like dude. i blend my meat into a shake and, and then i pour w- vodka into that steak. cbd infused vodka, vodka. russian jamaican it's a russian jamaican chicken <laughs> man and that's how that's how you should drink it it's gonna be a drink dude i'm telling you man you put that shit in a shaker and you get bring back sex in the city and have miranda ordering it oh baby. everybody's ordering I mean, it pat robertson had his like Jesus power shakes. It was all just Russian Jamaicans. That's all. Uh, dude, Pat Robertson needs to be a guest on the Epic Cheat Day podcast. I'd <laughs> be seven, like, dude, 700 I cheat days. <laughs> listen, I, I'll be like, dude, I don't like any other part of the Bible but the book of Revelations because that thing is like science fiction freaky cool. I love that shit. John the Revelator. <laughs> John the Revelator. That was a Ghostbuster, I think, right? <laughs> John the Revelator. <laughs> Ghostbusters 3. What are they doing? I'm sorry. This is technically the fourth Ghostbusters movie. I mean, it can, yeah. yeah, because we'll start because because they're not, I don't know. They're not counting the... the Which wasn't a terrible it movie. It wasn't. Also, it's, get off your dicks, movie nerds. No, but that person can't play this person. Fuck you. Fuck that. Why, Why not? Why are you that worried about that? When Stan, I remember when Stan Lee, R.I.P. Stan Lee, but before he died, he's like, you can interpret these books however you want. Shut yeah. the fuck up. Like, all right, the one movie Prathigas heard me bitch about more than any other movie, movie is The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. And the only reason why, the big reason why I've really, there's movies that I've disliked, obviously. to the At this point, though, there's like, I, I uh, the last movie that I out and out hated probably was, where I like complained about it was, I can't remember what it was. Was it? You said I forgot. Light, what, but also you have to, I'm talking about a movie that you actually sat through. That I sat through, yeah. Like there's maybe like maybe once upon a time in Hollywood. Yeah, but and I think the reason why because I well, really like I really like liked it. it the second, second time, time I watched it. It was because I think it's because I watched a shitty you bootleg get of the it. White House, but like that you have to yeah. sit through to complain about. It. You were totally. Like, what is this movie? Um, Which but is, like also, dark. I will say for the lighthouse, given the pandemic and given the idea of waiting and you don't know what's going on with time, it makes more sense now. Oh, okay. The last movie I out and out hated was uh, the Last Jedi. And which I mean, you know, it wasn't because I'm a big Star Trek, Star Wars nerd. It was more it was really because there was just things that happened. Like I didn't understand why structurally why it worked the way that it did Uh, and what they were going for with the movie. Like to me, it was just like, what were you what were you attempting with this movie? Because I I don't know what it was. It would have been it would have been a fine movie. No, it still would. It would it would be a weird movie. On its own, but the fact that you shoehorned it in the middle part of a movie of a thing that you're trying to make it to a trilogy, I'm just like, where were you going with this? So like that was the last movie where I saw. I was just like, that was a complete waste of time and energy. But ever since then, I was just like, I thought about. It, I was just like, and I had a, a conversation with Aaron Cloudfer about this because he would get mad at me that I'd make comments on movies when I'm watching them because he would go see movies with me, and I'm like, he's right. You so and you everyone, do make you do make comments during the movie. I'm not anymore. It's just like now it's just like I'll watch a movie. I'll just be like, I enjoyed it or I didn't. But yeah, I am not way. judgy on movies anymore. You know, occasionally if something's so outrageous, I might to myself. Yeah. But not in a theater. Yeah. 
which is that's what another thing I've been doing lately is I've been watching movies in theaters again because you got I the want AMC that pass AMC too. pass, but I also want that singular. How is the best way to watch stand up comedy? How's the best way to watch movies? Yeah. How's the best way to watch music? You know, the movies are designed for the movie, movie theater. theater. I yeah. hate to say that, you know, yeah. I know it's tough right now, but like, yeah, if you if you if you're able to do it. Check out a yeah. movie in a theater. Get that. Get that. You can't watch on a dirty laptop screen. Totally. With and sun I, glare, you know. And I, I told, I, so I watched the the last Fast and Furious movie. That's where I watched it. I was like this, and it was more like I was disappointed because I'm a fan of the franchise. I think it's utterly ridiculous. But like this one, I was just like, okay, now they took it. They took it that one extra step too far. Where I was just like. I don't think I'm on board with it, but I don't hate the movie. You know what the I mean? The trajectory of all these fans, whether it's Star Wars, yeah, Marvel, Fast and the Furious, yeah. not every movie's going to hit with everybody. Yeah. It's a franchise. That's a thing. If, the, if you can take away something from yeah. each of those movies that you enjoy, fine. Totally. And last even, Jedi was when I was just like, that's the last time I'm going to judge a movie like this to this harshly. I, now you did uh, watch the, you did complete the trilogy. You I did. did. I I didn't like the last movie. I just I kind of felt bad for because I was just like you guys really should have done this one as Second. a two parter. Yeah, you know what I, the, like the, this was two movies crammed into one and like it, and like Last Jedi like they retcon they spent they so much yeah they had to up. retcon all this and all try this. to clean up that mess. It was it, still a fine movie. Great yeah, and the trilogy. I mean, I look at the Star Wars franchise like a you know a longstanding. It is. Team. It's nine. Yeah, them? it's it's I nine not, movies long. I'm not doing Mandalorian. I I'm not doing I'm that. I'm not. I'm actually not doing Star Wars anymore. I'm just. I I just don't care about that world and, I was and never universe. Fa- like I like the movies more than like you know the, the Clone War Lego series. The, I never got in any of those things. Totally. I, I've never seen the holiday special. Yeah. I like the movies. Yeah, and that which is understandable. Like, yeah. but I'm like, dude, here, so Dark Knight Rises is one of the last movies that I fucking. I've watched. By the way, Christopher Nolan for me, I would say there's four movies of his or three movies of his that I really enjoy, and the rest of them I've watched them over and over <laughs> and over again. So and it's just like it's like one of those like his movies are designed for multiple viewings. That's the thing. Like that's oh, a, like the last one that I got mad at, and this predates um what we call it, the Last Jedi was the Dark Knight Rises. It just it makes me mad on. And again, it's because, all right, if you're doing something in terms of a trilogy and you're trying to tell one cohesive story, which he he which he is, it's the Dark Knight trilogy, right? Not an easy yeah. trilogy. Just not here. Yeah. Burton couldn't do it. He did Rises or he did Batman he only and did, Returns. And Batman Returns. Yeah, he didn't even get to the third By the, by the yeah. way, like if have you watched Batman Returns recently? I saw yeah on Netflix and during the pandemic I did watch it. Okay, I like I like, the I, like it, yeah. I I fucking love part two, but like if I were if I were an adult bringing a kid to that movie, that movie is a fucked up movie to bring a kid to, and like well, a lot that of was Tim the thing. Burton movies, yeah. these weird family films totally. designed as fucking psychos. Yeah. Also, Pee Wee Herman plays Penguin's dad at the beginning of the movie. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's oh it's yeah, fun. it's so like here's the thing, like so the reason why like he didn't do the third one was because Batman Returns. They they were like all right. Batman made so much money. They're like Tim Burton. You have full creative control, right? Right. And they're like, anybody who was close to was just like, wait, are you sure you really want to do that? Yeah. yeah, And then that's why you had like such a weird, bizarre, almost horror movie with Batman Returns. Returns, And then they were like, okay, we're gonna go with a different direction with part three, even though it did well. Yeah, even though it did well, because like, you know, they were originally originally part three was supposed to have like rumor has it was supposed to have Robin Williams as the Riddler. That's and that was, but that then, was, then they got a what was it Joel Schumacher? Joel Schumacher, and then he's like, Forever. I like, I like the seventies campy Batman, yeah, and totally, then just tonal shift, tonal off. shift, yeah. But that's, but that's what I'm saying with like Dark Knight Rises. You didn't have 
that with the director. You had the same director for all three movies, and I feel like and a tone, fairly consistent tone. You would not. Do I that. to me, I looked at it, it was just like you know the sec, first and second ones. You know, they had some of their like not really fantastical elements, like unrealistic elements, and then the third one just it just took it to like this weird, bizarre like hybrid comic level. Which, even if it wasn't referencing, or if I didn't know the comics that they were trying to reference in them, you know, which doesn't matter. Like, that didn't affect me at all. It's just like, it structurally as a movie, it just doesn't make sense to me why it worked the way that it did. Like, I just didn't, like, I just didn't understand certain well, things. Well, you had certain problems with, you like the first part of the movie, but when, like, the police guy, your, your specific problems are, and correct me if I'm wrong, yeah. the policemen get caught up. With, like, I love how we're debating a movie from, like, 10 from years From, like, ago. 10 years ago. Uh, you know, but I figure, you know, we've had this conversation yeah. enough. Because like, still, Dark Knight, the sequel, is yeah. one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah, and, like, to this day, I and still I'm like it. And partial because of yeah. Chicago and all the references. Which, which yeah. I think is great. That also really affected me a lot but it's just because it's like and i know that that like he did that purposely he wanted three different cities for the different exactly first one's toronto and a little bit of chicago Chicago. second is chicago Chicago. third is new york York. right i guess pittsburgh pittsburgh for part of it too for the stadium stadium uh for that whole scene and everything that was going on around there so i get what he was trying to do with that because he was trying to show gotham as just being a city and make it as ambiguous as possible specific you know yeah which which i get you know i get what he was trying to do you have to look at the challenges of the fact that you know you didn't have you didn't have uh, Heath Ledger to they couldn't do anything else with do Joker. anything with Joker and clearly you could tell clearly he wanted to because he didn't kill him at the end he of the didn't movie kill him, but they were gonna yeah they were gonna do, they were something, gonna do there. something there then weren't there rumors that Johnny Depp was gonna play Riddler in the new in the yeah movie? oh yeah that's a, that that was the original but to one. me I'm glad yeah. you I don't want that similar I want you have to yeah. you have to ele- you have to escalate the villains in each movie so the fact that you had someone who's maniacal like Joker what was yeah. Joker's weakness he couldn't beat Fat Batman in a fist fight who was physically superior to Batman Bane Bane. And well, that, you know, you already know where I'm going to go. The point is, uh, and the reason why I bring this all up is being pretty often talking about movies uh, in, in our phone calls because, you know, he's a big fan of movies. I am. We got to, we saw Parasite in uh, the Parasite theater together, together, which was a phenomenal movie. We saw something else. I'm together. We saw a bunch of movies yeah. together. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, Parasite like, was probably our favorite. We movie. saw that. We saw not us. What was the other? Uh, uh, get Out. Get Out. Out. We saw Get Out together, which. Um, you know, I, I was completely on board with Get Out until it was just like, oh, yeah. they're doing brain transplants. Okay. Yeah, because then yeah. it turns into more of a fantastic, but that's the point. I, he's trying to do a horror movie. Yeah, yeah. and I, I'd like, I'd like you know, but it's like, you know, like everybody is pushing like the whole thing about the social commentary. So I was like, I was going in there, you're going to, you know, thinking like, more ki- forgetting, yeah, 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 forgetting that, you know, at the end of the day, this is designed as a horror movie. It wasn't designed as a social, but then those last as, two as a minutes, you got the social come with the cop. Oh yeah, my yeah, God, yeah. that was. And that, like, I know that he changed the ending because originally it was supposed to be dark ending. And then then people got mad at us. Oh, us, Jordan Peele, why didn't you make it more social comic? No, he's doing a straight horror movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did. It's just like. Ours to me is, us to me is scarier than Get Out. It was. I. uh, It's just, it's filtered more as a real horror movie. Um, I, I, unfortunately, when I saw us, I uh, was going through a, another issue. So I was very distracted when I was watching us. <laughs> yeah. You got to give it a second watch. I got to give it a second watch. Just like watch this podcast, you got to yeah. give another video. You got to listen to this gonna podcast. Need, people are going to need to listen to this podcast like three, four times. To get both it. episodes. Yeah, both, both ep- episodes. So you got to give it eight. You got you got a five for four this fucking. Five for <laughs> four. But so just to wrap up on Dark Knight and just Nolan's, I still. Yeah. Nolan did a great job with Batman. He did. He did. He did. I wanted he a did better interpret. Like Tim Burton's yeah. Batman's fine, but I 
I give it to Nolan. Yeah, I'm very curious about this new one. I like I like Paul Dano as the Riddler. I yeah, like that's uh, a good idea. I like uh, what's his name as Batman. I know everybody like got Robert. their panties in the Robert Pattinson, but you I'm know like, what he's great in? Yeah, The Lighthouse. Yeah, <laughs> he's great in a movie and yeah. Good Time, which is yeah, the Good Time. I fucking yeah. love Good Time. Good Time, oh, a good my. movie too. Yeah, uh, the Softy Brothers. I can't wait to what they do next. I feel like yeah. you probably the rich kids you were talking about. They were the Safty Brothers that you. They were in. the Safty Brothers. Yeah. I have no doubt that if I asked around to some of the trust. Some because I know somebody know I know knows the Safety Brothers. Because that, yeah. um, that's all, dude. Oh, that and we started this way in the first episode, but I'll bring that uh, bring that up again. So, like, we were talking about restaurants, but it's like these a lot of these trust fund kids that I met, like they were thinking all in terms of just like, you know, I'm going to be a film producer. I'm going to be this. I'm going to be a restaurant tour, and it's just like you have never worked a day in your life, and you want to open a restaurant. Are you out of your <laughs> fucking mind? You're going to spend daddy's money like that. You don't know what you're not only do you not know what you're doing. You don't know the people that you need to pay to, to, run, do, to run the restaurant so that who do know what they're doing. It's you have a machine. No, yeah. You need to understand the dynamics of running a machine, which if you've come from not working, you're not going to understand that. It's you're like not going to get the that food truck thing that we were talking yeah. about. In other episode. You're yeah. going to you're going to feel like you could just fucking put down money and things just happen. That's not the way that works. It yeah. just doesn't work like that. You know, you got to fucking work to earn it. Me and Pratik building our comedy careers didn't from start from nothing. Up. Yeah, yeah, didn't we? Didn't have a lot going. And by the way, I, I, we know a few people in the community that you know they, you know they, they, you know they, they have money and they've put it into themselves and they were able to get certain things in comedy maybe earlier, but also. They don't realize how much they, and they do realize this. I have talked to them about it, and I love these kids, and I have talked to them about it, and they know it. That I they, love how you call them kids. Because they're, to <laughs> me, they're kids. I mean, they're fucking, they're, they're more than half my age younger than me, so they're, <laughs> they're say, kids. We're all, we're all younger than you. <laughs> uh, but, but like, these yeah. guys are, are by far, but what I was saying to them is just like, you do know that Use by doing this properly. Yeah, which, you know, not to knock them, but it's just like you do realize that you've ratcheted up the difficulty level harder than the average comic does because they gradually ease into this and you're jumping in both feet. And by the way, I I have no doubt about long term success for anybody. If if you have the means to do something that's going to help you in your career, by all means, take advantage of it. Just know that there are drawbacks to anything like that. Anything you do, there are drawbacks. And there's different, and again, this idea of there are different ways to approach comedy, there's different ways to start comedy. So I get it. He's, you know, if you, you come in with certain advantages, you know, with acting too, if you come in with, you know, yeah, some level of nepotism, nepotism, you know, but to go back to wrestling too, how many wrestlers do we know who come from second and third generation families? Third generation families. And you have people who come up and then they didn't have that. And there's that weird dynamic there too. That's what makes wrestling the perfect analogy for stand up. Well, I mean, and one thing that they pointed out with wrestling and you see, you kind of see this with Hollywood actors to a certain degree too, is that like there's, and this just shows you about how fucking amazing, uh, you know, genomics is, but, uh, uh, with second and third generation wrestlers, the one thing that everybody notices is that they have a much lower learning curve to getting into the business and learning it. They because they they're picking things up almost on an intuitive level. Yeah, and it's you know part of it is because it's like not only do they grow up seeing the business, but there is like a level of just like I don't know how it works, but they just like have like this like inst- they have instincts that people. It's a family yeah. instinct. It's thing. a family. Yeah. If you if you're if you in an it's that environment. The number one thing. star in the world around 
all media is The Rock right now. He's a third generation. Third wrestler. generation. His daughter is now going into. His it daughter's too. going into it's it too. In the wild. Yeah. And what's funny? She's is going to be amazing. She's, for what I understand, like out the gate, she's already just naturally. I think CM good at Punk, it. even though she doesn't really have a lot of people to compare it to, CM Punk made the analogy of Charlotte Flair of like, you know, your your yeah. dad is a living legend. How do you come into your own? Yeah. You yeah, know, and and, she, and Charlotte is Charlotte one of the most gifted wonderful. fucking yeah. people you've ever seen. I don't think seen. enough people give her credit. They don't, and they want to hate on the fact that they pull the net. And and by the way, and I think partially because she's a woman, but like she's one of the ones where she's one of the people where I mean, with uh, Natalia, they don't really push this on her. They a don't lot. push it on her. So, it's but the nepotism thing, her, yeah. the nepotism thing with Charlotte. It's just like, oh, well, she does. It's like, dude, she has a robe. Yeah, it's like, dude, she's fucking amazing in the ring. Okay, she's amazing to watch in the ring. She's naturally good. Case in point. Yeah. Ric Flair's other children tried to do it and they couldn't replicate. They couldn't do it. But uh, she found her own. She found her own way to do it. And to her credit, like you can't knock her like, yeah, she's going to be at the top of the card. It's less to do with Ric Flair, more to do with like, I mean, she's six two for God's sake. You know what I mean? She's an imposing force in the ring and she. She knows She's how to make it look amazing her whole, whole life. life, which she again th- goes to you look at, you know, to bring it back to comedy, Bill Hicks, people say, oh, he changed the game and all. But you know what? Bill Hicks started doing stand up as a 16 year old. He did clown college. He learned like to do yeah. classic like joke set up punchline. Johnny Carson. You got to learn the rules before you break, break them. You can't just start. Well, I'm going to do like some like thing where I throw cream pies at my face. And yeah, yeah. Like, you have to learn how to tell a joke first. Yeah. You know? And then you understand and we're able to deconstruct why that's funny. In and the that's first in any place. art form. This is yeah. not just about standard. This could be about sword juggling, fucking magic, fucking, yeah. you know, which by the way, uh, sword juggling. <laughs> I think you and I need to get into that, man. Let's we incorporate it. that into the act. Does just planet be a duo. fitness have sword juggling? Let's they start. don't yet. I let's, mean, let's make that part of the routine. We'll have tiger bomb on hand. In case we get injured, <laughs> which is, I mean, we need to have Tiger Bomb on hand. Period. I mean, once you get over the age, get into your thirties, you should just have Tiger Bomb on hand at yeah. all times. Better than um, Valium. <laughs> I just want to take a look where we're at. Time you, ready, you ready to uh, wrap this up? A little bit, but Put I just want to make sure. My God, how many people just fucking text me? Mm-hmm. Uh, we got seven minutes left. I don't know if you want to. You know, the one thing I will say, I was I was worried about, like, oh, I don't want to text during the show, but now I don't feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Derek Strong, for not making me feel bad. For texting. Who is this? Hannah Belmont. Hi, is there anything I could submit for booking consideration? Oh. No, I gave out all of I gave out all of my whatchamacallit. I already know there's two people guaranteed gonna ask me for reserves at this mic tonight. I sorry for the listeners, but I just I just restarted my strong style open mic on Lincoln Lodge. We're doing fucking. You're, you're apologizing for starting strong uh, style. I mean it's the performance. Center, no, right? but I mean like I just I know no matter how much I post and tell people things like no more reservations, we've given out all the reservations. People are gonna I, message. People are gonna hit me up. I know one in particular who I'm already like no, I'm gonna have to deal with because I, I I'm so I, sure they heard what they wanted to hear last week. Of course, you know, you know and I, and you just got to be like, hey, I gave it everything. I, or, I, or I you, told, you know I or you know said what? in my post. I mean, I hate to say this, maybe uh, you know, if it's somebody who you've talked to yeah. multiple times, you've messaged them, you've given them the time of day, you've given them respect, and they're still yeah. not listening, don't respond. Yeah. That's I mean that's the way it's going to be. But you it's have like, to you you have to give respect to get respect to get respect, and it's like uh you know I don't know. 
hopefully that isn't the case. Once I saw it, they liked the status. I'm like, are, they're going to show up thinking they're one of the reserves. It's just like that's, that's not, not how that works. But that's that's again, we talk yeah. about you know the the not the side effects of comedy, but there's the good and bad. There's the highs yeah. and lows of comedy. And I think this is what we can kind of. I'm trying to wrap the. I'm trying to give yeah. you a bow to wrap. This and we're up being totally. It. And I'm being totally neurotic right now. I'm very aware of that. I have the it's insight fine. to be aware. It's okay of that. It's, fine, yeah. it's okay though. But like yeah, what were you we, saying? We can Sorry. steer the ship. Uh, yeah, but we will co co steer the ship. It's gonna be all right. But uh, here's the, here's the, here's the thing. Like there's the high and lows of comedy. You do because that is the. I'm telling you, I have been there where it's like, why are people just messaging about anything? Whether you have a show, Mike. Hey, how can I get on that? How can I get this spot? Can I get that? It goes back and forth, Derek, nonstop. Just what I can do. You post about a show, you're gonna get two people asking how to get that. Yeah. You post yeah. about a mic. How can I get that reserve spot? Yeah. You post about an opportunity you got. Hey, how to get that? Hey, how to get yeah, that? Yeah. And that is draining. To talk yes. about the physical exhaustion of it is dealing with that. And you have to you have yeah. to pick your battles with. You have to totally. Be, you have to be selective with that. You have to find you have to find your friends in comedy. And but what I've realized over the last few years, that's any work. Yeah. You work in a corporate office. You got to find the people that you Same you're thing. It's the same, same thing. thing. Well, we were people are cutthroat. Uh, that's they the are. sad truth. In any line of work, this is not. I for- uh, sky is blue, allegedly. No. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, it was, I forgot who I was talking to about this, but it's just like there are, you know, you know, the goal for, I think, most comics that I've talked to is to become financially independent through comedy. That doesn't mean rich. That doesn't mean Netflix special. That means can I survive? Can I support myself? myself? And then I was talking, oh, I remember it was uh, uh, Christian Lawrence down in St. Louis, 20-year veteran of it. Yeah. He's just like this. The thing that he sees that's bad about that and what people don't take into account is like that's a very achievable thing. But then you can become a working stiff comic. The comic that's like, oh, shit, my car broke down. I have to do these gigs or I have to start setting up gigs that I don't really want to do, you know, and do the same and minutes the that I haven't thing worked with on. That yeah. Is then you is it still fun? Yeah. As we talked about earlier. And that's a thing that I'm very conscious of is I don't I want comedy to be fun. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm saying I still do shows for money where there is a little bit of an offset in the fun, but yeah. I'm, then I'm making it up with something else. Yeah. I Then I take another gig where I know it's going to be more fun, yeah. you know, or I do stuff with you, or I yeah. do shows, you know, podcasts, whatever, because it's not just about the comedy. It's about every totally. little thing that you're doing for comedy. How can it still remain fun? Yeah. Yes, you still got to get paid. Totally. You support yourself. I'm, yeah. I'm a perfect example of that. Like, you do those gigs where I'm like, ah, it's a little bit of that. Why do you think I still do Zoom shows still? I get paid. Yeah, because you get paid I, to do it. I'm offsetting that. Or yeah. for right now, what I'll do is I'll do a Zoom show, then I'll end up at Lincoln Lodge, and I'll have fun at Strong Style. And just yeah. like last week, I had to do another show. I'm like, you know what? I'll come surprise Strong Style. And it was, you know, there was like that cohesion. You know? Yeah, exactly. So uh, you got to th- find ways to have fun. You have to find ways to make it fun for you. You have to find the people that you enjoy to watch, too. Yeah. Yeah. I And I'll, I was, I, I, this, this is going to sound so terrible, but like, I like I have a hard time sitting down watching a special at home. Yeah, because and I think it's because, you know, as comics, we're because we don't like if we go show up to a comedy venue, we don't have to pay to get in. We could just go sit in the back because we're comics. So right? the commodity of yeah. watching and listening to comedy goes down. Because yeah, yeah. Of the access to it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Sitting and watching a single special. I can do clips. Yeah, yeah. These days I'm doing more clips. I definitely watched a few specials just from like a or listen to I was yeah. listening to, when I was doing my album. Camera I, Gillette, by the way, was the last special that I watched. Yeah. But that's also because like I know the guy. You know, you know the guy you yeah. want to support. You know, I was definitely watching and listening to more specials when I wanted to do my album, just for a structure point yeah. of view. But in generally speaking, I like to listen to comedy in, in segments, you know? Yeah. 
tight five, you know. But at the same time, when you like something, you do you you appreciate what you, you like. Will. Like last night, I was uh I was out like a lot Spitfire comedy. You know, I really didn't want to be at the lodge for too long, but I ended up sitting through three, three sets because you enjoy. Yeah, it. Joe Kilgallen, uh, Sharoop, and um um uh, what's his name, Steve Gerard, and it's just like okay, if I'm seeing that these guys are going to perform, I want to see what it is they're going to do. Right. You know? Very, very entertaining like that. We're going to wrap this up, guys. It's the epic two-part episodes, number 49 and 50 with Pratik Srivastava. Oh, yeah, Pratik, baby. where can people find you on the socials? I'm going to ask you this also so that we can put it in the uh, episode description. Sweet, yeah. So, yeah, you can find me at, uh, at Pratik Comedy on Facebook, at Pratik Comedy on Instagram, and I'll spell Pratik for everybody. That's P as in Paul, R as in Robert, A as in Apple, T as in Tom, E as in Edward, E as in Edward, K as in Kite, the word comedy. I did not use my full name, not because I, I do have, I bought PratikSarvasva.com, but yeah. I'm like, no one's going to be able to spell all that. I keep it on reserve. <laughs> but you, my main website address is Pratik Comedy. Again, Pratik Comedy, P-R-A-T-E-K Comedy. Uh, I have every, you know, we got the album, Nick and Sheila's Kid, which is available. Every, if you don't want vinyl, don't worry. It's on Spotify. It's That's on right. Vape Pen. It's on Google Glass, Pandora, whatever. Google Nick and Glass. Sheila's Glass. Deep you, cut technology. If you if you message me on Instagram, I will send you the link so you can get it for free. If you're really that interested in the album. I want people to listen to the album. I'm the only person that has it on cassette tape. But yeah, that's because I, I bootlegged it. it. Yeah, 8-track. It's, it's on Game Boy NES also, yeah. too. By the way, there are albums that are available on Game Boy. Yes. Yeah, people don't know that. I'll, fi- I'll, 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 I'll find a way to put it on there, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the album's called Nick and Sheila's Kid. I also did a little EP called uh, Read the Room. Again, a very formative phrase if you're a stand-up fucking comic is read the fucking room. Read the room. Uh, I also do the web series Neurotic by nature hey something we're both used to is yelling outside neurotic by nature yeah pratik dot gets all you get you get everything on the website so just go there check me out shoot me an email say hello and also i'm gonna throw it back to you and support epic cheat day how about that thank you so much guys it's yeah. been pratik i'm Derek strong take care yeah